0: as you are reading these verses and this information. And this is all about what life's going to be like in heaven. And now we're kind of talking about things that we have to do here on, on earth. So by faith, we may stand on the threshold. It says what sustained the son of God during his, it says what sustained the son of God during his life of toil and sacrifice. Do you guys know what sustained Jesus during his life of toil and sacrifice? Us. Yes. He wanted to save us. Okay. He uh he wanted to save us. He looked forward to that day, and that gave him um sustenance and encouragement. Lakita, what did you say? His father in
1: heaven.
0: His father in heaven sustained him during his life of toil. Anything else?
2: It says that he saw the results of the travail of his soul. He looked into eternity and he saw the happiness of those who through his. His humiliation had received part in an everlasting life.
0: Yeah, looking forward to life uh, in heaven with those who are faithful. Anything else you he think just, sustained him?
3: It's just love. I mean, love for us humans and knowing that, you know, Satan had deceived the angel, So he knew what Satan would do with us if he didn't come down here and save us.
0: Amen, amen. So all those things sustain Jesus, his faith and his trust in his father, the, the angels were sent to encourage him. He had a terrific prayer life. He had a terrific life of outreaching for others and evangelism. Um, which of those things will help us to sustain our, our lives uh, through toil and sacrifice? All of them. Yeah, all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any one thing, well, not, I know everybody does more than one thing, you know, to to make it through this life that we have. Uh, what What's one of the main things that you use to sustain yourself when you're going through tough times?
2: Well, I can tell you, Lee, that I, I depend on the word and I follow his promises. Oh, wait, is Pet's uh, somebody else talking?
0: Paula's talking. Paula, your phone is not huh. very clear.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. There let, me, go. let me turn everything off.
0: Yeah, now we, we hear you.
4: No. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'll I'll load it up on the computer because a lot of times I'm taking a walk around the complex, so I also have it on my phone. Okay. But I ran it. So um I hope I didn't cut anybody off. I'm just saying prayer. And particularly when I get, I love that we have prayer lines and like Oakwood has one that's daily. So you can pray with somebody because again, you know, I'm the only one in the house and mm-hmm. it gives me so much peace and release and also praying and just praising. Once you uh, get into a mindset of like gratitude and start praising the Lord, it seems like everything melts away.
0: Amen. Amen. Pray, good prayer life. Uh, Karen, what were you going to say? I was going to say
2: you? that a lot of times, of course, prayer, but also just calling on his promises and the promises in his word. And one of the ones that really struck me here lately when I was sick and in the hospital and all of that was uh, uh, the one that says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the earth. And mm-hmm. so no matter what we're going through, even if we're on our deathbed and getting ready to die. Jesus is with us through it all.
0: Amen. And that gives
2: me a lot of comfort. That gave me a lot of comfort.
0: Yeah. So knowing some scriptures gives you comfort, mm-hmm. uh, prayer, scriptures, anyone else, what else gives you encouragement and sustains you through tough times?
3: I think for me, it's, I, I have to remember that to look at God's example. And, and tried to imitate what he did through the Holy Spirit. And I said, when I look at that cross, I said, nothing else matters to me because I know what he did for me. And like Karen said, he promised he'll be with me until the
5: end. Man, that's terrific. A lot of times Man. I think if you look at the past experiences and the past and the things that he's, done, he's gotten you out of before and how you would worry before and it didn't worry and didn't do anything for you, he didn't fix anything, so why am I worried now? He got me mm-hmm. out of it before, he'll do it again.
0: Man, experience, right?
1: Mm-hmm. LaKeita, you. you want to add? Or?
0: Well, I just want to say all of those things are really good things that
1: I, I do,
0: too. Yeah, and myself, you know, I've all, all those are very good. And, and there's not just one thing, you know, because life can be tough. And we need all the help we can get, right, mm-hmm. to make it through tr- tough times. One of the things that I've learned is, is to just believe what God says, you know, and to have the faith to know that he's made a promise to me to keep me and to protect me and to watch over me and to lead me in the path of righteousness and to forgive me of sins. And, and he's promised to there's a place for me in heaven, and I just have to d- rely on that so I know mm-hmm. that. When I'm going through some tough times, God has me in the palm of his hands, and I have visualized myself right in the palm of God's hands. So I know nothing's going to touch me that he doesn't allow, and if he allows it, he gives me strength to make it through. So everybody has different things uh, that we use at times, but they all boil down to having faith in God and in his word and his promises uh, for what he has uh, told us about life eternal and salvation so that's all good at the bottom of 174.2 says by faith we may stand on the threshold of the eternal city and hear the gracious welcome given to those who in this life cooperate with christ regarding it as an honor to suffer for his sake how in the world can suffering be an honor Mm
3: -hmm.
0: how can suffering be an honor
3: 'Cause you're suffering for, for for the for the the faith in and your your ability to understand who God is and what he did for us. So if we're suffering for Christ, we we, we may feel like, you know, that that it, it's suffering, but just think of what Christ did for us. So there's nothing I wouldn't give up for him because he loved me first.
0: Hmm. Amen to that. How can we, why is it counted? Why should we count it as an honor to suffer for Christ?
1: Because, like she said, he suffered for us. And it's, it's um, being like Christ. And I think it's in the Beatitude and it says, um, rejoice when men say, when men uh, revile against you and say, all men of evil against you. You know, and I'm not for sure if the end part so is for my sake. For my sake. But, you know, so we are, um, it's just kind of saying you're on the right track because God, Jesus was was persecuted, and we are like Jesus.
0: Yeah, and the scripture says all they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So it's an honor to be persecuted for Christ's sake, and we want to always remember that says for Christ's sake, not just because you did something stupid or got on somebody's nerves or messed up on your own but suffering for christ's sake it's a real blessing in that and when we suffer you know it's very easy to dwell on all the bad things that have happened to us in life especially with other people reminding us right oh remember when you did this and hey, it yes, to Lord. To do that. but yes, Lord. what does this next sentence next paragraph say about dark painful memories
1: God is not pleased to have his people hanging dark and painful pictures in Memories Hall. We should be going over and over all the bad things that happened to us and hanging on to it.
0: So we shouldn't do that, you're saying?
1: Right. No, we should not be doing it.
0: So what else do we have to put in Memories Hall then?
1: Word of God. And as um, Andre said earlier, remember the uh, blessings that he has given you. Remember the victories you've won in the past, you know, those are the type of things that God wants us to hang in our, in our, our memories hall.
4: Hmm.
0: Okay. Anyone like to share a good memory that they would like to hang in memories hall or that they do hang in memories hall? What's a, something good that happened to you that you have in your memories?
3: Well, I do. I think of in terms of when I, even though when I was 12, I, you know, started going into churches back home and basically I knew I wanted to be an Adventist. But I think the most happiest memory was the day that I went down in that water and gave my full heart to Christ. Not oh, halfway, yeah. but to my full heart.
0: Yeah, that's a good precious memory, right? Anybody else want to share one of their precious memories?
2: Well, well, I think about, um, going out, uh, for, um, outreach and knocking on doors and, you know, it's funny. I, I really enjoy doing that and talking to the people. And, um, we went out one Sabbath and, and, and knocked on doors and were inviting people to come into church and, 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 you know, you do, if you do it long enough, you know, you. you you may not have a lot of response or a lot of positive response, but when you do get a positive response, you're just so happy for it. And we got a positive response and and then that person came to church and has mm-hmm. been coming ever since. And so it's just something that you know it just it's wonderful that you run into somebody that that has a fervor for God. Mm-hmm. You know, and and and, and wants to connect themselves with
0: god amen to that beautiful
1: i have um i always wanted to be able to give do therapy for people who needed it for free i always wanted to do that but i couldn't figure out how to do that and continue to eat food Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just so um it's amazing to me how the lord just opened the door for me to do exactly that exactly Mm -hmm what I want to do, able to give, and not just, you know, sometimes when you have programs or grants, they for the most poor people in the world, and, you know, if you're not like halfway destitute and don't have a house, you can't get any help, but it's not like that. It's for anybody who, you know, wants to have the help, and I can, well, the kids, uh, kids. and so I'm looking to find another way to do that for adults, you know, can we find a way that adults can get the help that they need without having to pay, you know, paying a minimal amount, you know, because since they are adults, they should pay something. But that's what, that's the most um, memorable thing when I think about that. And I just think about how it happened and just how good God is. You know, I couldn't see how that could happen. I just couldn't see mm-hmm. it. But the Lord okay. knew how to do
5: it, John. Um, Karen reminded me of something. When you're going out to do stuff for other people, when we used to go out to the homeless folks down, uh, what they call it, tent city. Yeah, It's been about maybe eight to 10 years ago, but I had some propane tanks in my garage. And one day I told Karen, I said, it's a shame that we're walking into a nice warm house and these propane tanks are sitting in our garage and they need to be helping somebody else be warm. And we walking right past them going into our house. I said, God is not pleased. I know he's not. I said, so tomorrow morning I'm taking them with me. I actually took those things and put them on the bus. I had them in a I had <laughs> up. But if they knew I had those tanks, they told me not to ride that bus. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so I got them. I even took it into my job, set it down at my desk. And so uh, I called one of the other members and I said, we were supposed to go to lunch that day. And uh, Jansen, I don't know if you remember him, Yeah. Uh, Tony, yeah. So he came and got me and said, you mind me? You mind running down here underneath this bridge and giving these to some people? He said, no, I don't have a problem. We get there. I, I get out the car. And as I'm walking up, the lady comes to the door. They have a little makeshift house that somebody had built. And she said, Andre, I said, hi, Bonnie, how are you? We were down there so much, we kind of knew their names and she said what do you have there i said some propane tanks she said you have no idea what you are doing right now we just ran out of propane last night i got on my knees when i went to bed and i said lord send somebody here tomorrow with some propane for us to have some heat hmm. and be able to cook and didn't he send you so i just those are memories that you know, and they stick with you because they show you how God can use you. You mm-hmm. know, when when you think that you're not being used, the Lord uses you. He does, and He does it in many wonderful ways. So that's one of the memories I have. Yeah, that's nice. I remember
0: you uh mentioned that. I don't think it's been that long ago, has it? Mm-hmm. I
5: don't know. Uh, no, maybe back 2012, 2013, maybe.
0: Really. Man, time really flies. Yeah, yeah. All of us have good memories. I um, and not just one memory, but as many good memories as you can think of. Focus on that because there is more than enough evil and and bad things in life. But we don't want to focus that on our attention on that. But remember all the blessings that God has given us. Uh, one of my favorite memories is when I first laid eyes on Lakita at the uh, youth congress. And she was walking down the aisle, and she just had a glow about her. And I said, that's the one I'm supposed to be married to right there. And it was hey, that's my wife. Yeah, God is so good. You know, and I remember that. And also, I remember so many times the Lord has saved my life in different situations. Mm-hmm. And again, like you were saying, when you had those experiences, and you remember that, unless you know God did that. He can continue to do bless me. He can continue to use me and continue to lead me to other people who are seeking the Lord. He can help me to lead somebody to just uh, focus more on God than on the world. So remember the good things. It seems like sometimes our relatives are really good about bringing up bad stuff that we did, <laughs> you know, you know, just bringing Amen. up bad stuff. But let's try and remember the good things and bring that up. It's much better to dwell on happy thoughts than evil and not-so-happy thoughts, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, 174.3, halfway down, it says, God would, would have us living in the world, yet not of it, our affections taking hold of eternal things. He would have us talking of the things which he has prepared for those who love him, like we're doing by studying about heaven. This will attract our minds, awaken our hopes and expectation." And strengthen our souls, which is what we're talking about, strengthen our souls to endure the conflicts and trials of this life uh, we need but, that. we need that go I ahead
2: want to comment so mm-hmm. that is so important what you just read because like when we're dwelling on all the bad things and the things that people have done to us and venting to other people about what people have done to us that none of that helps us make it into heaven none of that helps us right you know, attract our minds and awaken our hopes and expectations, strengthen our souls to endure the conflicts. And so you think about it and you think, okay, the devil would have us just dwell going around and around in a miry muddled, muddy circle. Oh, woe is me. Oh, this person did this to me. Oh, this person, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that will not help us get up out of that at all. It reminds me, it makes me think of the, 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 what is it? The donkey or the horse that, that it was an old donkey or horse and, the the owner threw him down in a well Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: was was throwing dirt on him and every time he threw the dirt on the thing would shake it off his back and trample it under his feet until eventually he was up out the hole yeah you know and so he he used what was meant for evil and god turned it and used it for his good you know yeah
5: but we as christians
2: we as christians really should not be dwelling on the wrongs people have done us, the faults of other people. We should be focusing our eyes on Christ because when we're looking backwards, we cannot see what's forward.
0: Yeah, and don't um, focus on others' faults or don't focus on your own. Strive for improvement to be more like Christ each and every right. day and make improvements, but don't dwell on it. I think right. it's a good thing that people, was interesting that people call depression a spiral because you just keep going down, 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 worse and worse. You know, and because your mind keeps thinking of the wrong things.
2: That's the, that's the reason for that song. Turn your eyes upon Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. Lakita, you
3: understand? Well, Elder Carol, now I don't have to wait to the end. I said mm-hmm. you kind of you guys kinda hit on what I what I was feeling because I think I called Sister Karen. And I usually don't call anybody after I think I called her after five. I I didn't understand last week. I guess everybody assumed that I knew that Elder, uh, uh, Elder Wallington's mom had passed away.
1: Mm-hmm. And when
3: I found out, when uh, Beverly was on the prayer line and she mentioned it, I said, I felt that, you know how you say you think you over that little attitude that you have? I said, I got an attitude <laughs> With, with Sister Karen and the rest of y'all, I said, Look, I said, I'm not talking to none of them. I'm not even getting on the prayer line. I mean, I'm not even getting on the line to go to class this week. I said, They could have told me. And, you know, and the more that I prayed about it, I said, God, was, God wasn't pleased with me on that because I am judging somebody for something that you guys probably thought, well, somebody told Patsy by now that, you know, Eld- Elder while his mom had passed away. But I felt that little anger and that little attitude that I had, it just flared back up. And I said, Lord, this ain't right. I said, Holy Spirit got to work with me. But I said today, I said, I'm getting on that prayer line. I mean, I'm getting in class. I said, and I'm going to ask them to pray for me. Because I did have that attitude all week. How dare they not tell me? And I there knew that know. was not. I That's knew that so was not passing. godly. That's
2: so funny, Patsy, because um, I, when I found out, I did send out a text blast. But I guess you're not getting them or you're not able to read them or something. I don't know.
3: Some, some come through and
2: some don't. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, see, I have no way of knowing who didn't get it,
3: you know. Yeah, so Paula G jumped in and she kind of got back with me to let me know. But I said, it's just that you know how you think you don't have that spirit in you no more. I said, I'm so far <laughs> from being like Christ. So far,
0: yeah. that's why yeah. we die daily,
3: right? Because I think Not I close. think we all go
2: through that experience where we just feel like we feel a wicked spirit in us at times, and we just have to get on our knees or whatever and just say, "Pray, Lord, take that from me," you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I'm just so I happy I've been days like that where I just like, okay, Lord, you got to come in and take that
0: because
2: I don't <laughs> like that.
0: Amen. You know, because you,
3: you learn so much when you're on the line and in class, but. I had pay, pay, made up in my mind. I'm not getting in the class <laughs> today. And I said, and and like I said, you know, the storm came through, and I was and I couldn't sleep, so I was just able to, you know, and I said, just you know, just to let God just work with me. I said, Lord, this is not right how I'm feeling. I said, it's wrong. I said, but I'm angry, and I said, I you know, and I was like, I just ain't gonna ain't gonna participate, and that's not what God wants us to do in no way, shape, or form. So, y'all just pray for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this morning, may um, mentioned in Sabbath School about circumcision of the heart. God has to cut this stuff out of us, but we don't know it's in there, so we have to become aware that it's still there. I remember uh, I was sick one time, really sick, and I had a convalescent. I had to um, convalesce for you know some weeks. And not one of my family members came by to see me, not one. And I come from a large mm-hmm. family of um, mm-hmm. 12. But mm-hmm. then, so I was really, I was really hurt and frustrated and mad and everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit said to me, I, you know, I go and see everybody. I make it my mission to go see them. You know, I cook meals for people and, you know, try to help them out when they're sick. So the Holy Spirit, and I was really uh, getting more and more into it, and the Holy Spirit said, well, who did you do that for? I said, what do you mean? Who do you do it for? Did you do it for you to please yourself? You know, because it's the right thing to do, and, and you want to be seen as doing the right thing? That would be doing it for you. And if you did it for you, you have your reward. Or did you do it for me? Did you go on a mission for me? Because if, if you went on a mission for me, then your reward should come from me. So whatever we do for people, uh, you know, uh, um, I kind of learned from that. It's not about them doing anything back for us or saying the right thing to us or any of that. Because our work is to be done for the Lord. And that's it. And and our reward, he's promised us, is in heaven, not necessarily right. on earth. Behold, Amen. I come quickly
0: and my reward Thank is you,
1: with That's right. Amen to that. Yeah, so. But you know, we know, I am. I, um, I know it feels like you know you get left out and stuff, but you have to really refute that because that's just for me, the Holy Spirit showed me that it's kind of when we get offended by people, that's called, and I'm saying it's softly and gently because it's revealed for me about myself. It's called selfishness. You know, ourselves will try to rise up every time. It's, you know, Satan has self out there looking with tentacles to, to lash itself to that, you know, this person is hurting me or that person or doing this to me or whatever. And that's not really, really, we're really here to allow Christ to live through us. So we don't have to worry about what people do or don't do. It's amen hard. That. It is. Thank you, sister,
0: amen. Yeah, it's very interesting too. Uh, sister White had I read something about people who are depressed and it sounds real funny what she said because she said, people mm-hmm. who are depressed need to think, think happy, happy thoughts. thoughts. And it seems like really that's that's it, <laughs> but it just goes to show how powerful uh, your thoughts are.
4: Mm-hmm. All of
0: our thoughts, you know, lead to actions, uh, and that le- actions lead to experiences and character, etc. But we have to remember, think happy, positive thoughts. And it's kind of hard in this world because so much negativity is focused on. If you think about news. They always talk about negative stuff most of the time. In fact, I always uh, laugh about when the news said, okay, we're going to have a segment where good things happen and, you know, happy stuff. And it ended up going off the air because they (laughs) couldn't think of enough stuff or didn't have enough people writing in. So it seems like the whole world is on a negative type of bend, but we can think happy thoughts. Think of how God blessed us. Think of how God loves us think of the plans he has for us, uh, plans of goodness and not evil, and think about heaven and Christ's soon coming and our families. Be positive and think happy thoughts. And it says here on 174.3 at the bottom, when we're thinking happy, positive thoughts, that God will draw aside the veil and give us glimpses of the saint's inheritance. Won't that be amazing? When we can glimpse heaven, God will open the veil and we can see the glory of God and his uh, reward that he has for us. Just so amazing to me.
1: I just asked Lee last night, because it's been on my mind. I'm, I want to um, go through this book for myself and read a little bit every day, probably before bed, and then focus on what I read and try to get these images in my mind of what heaven's like to begin. Because I've been thinking about how I focus on SVU, probably know the music by heart, (laughs) rather than, and I'm just kind of wondering, well, how is this stuff affecting me if I'm looking at this all the time? So I decided to try to counteract some of this and to slow down on that and increase on focusing, trying to bring it to mind what heaven is actually like. I mean, she just Mm -hmm. says it in this chapter two to do that.
0: Amen. You know, as we continue to dwell on Christ and follow his leading and his will and his ways then his life becomes ours. And it says it's through the spirit that Christ dwells in us. And the spirit of God received into the heart by faith is the beginning of life eternal. So we had talked about it before, how we can have a little piece of heaven here on earth by keeping our households you know, thoughtful of Christ and keeping our households reverent and sanctifying and praising God's name. And again, it's saying through the Holy Spirit received into our heart by faith. That's the beginning of life eternal.
4: Mm, for Brother Carol, in the group. Mm-hmm. when you were reading that, um, I, I was reading it on, um, I have a split screen. So I have you guys on Zoom and then I have the uh, Ellen G. White, you know, the, the lesson that mm-hmm. we're studying.
0: Yeah.
4: I look at Stephen. He was being um, stoned and he could praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and and ask God to forgive these people, though he was being stoned to death. And that mm-hmm. led to Paul's, you know, conversion. And then when you think about uh, stories of the old saints, m- uh, martyrs that were burned alive and they were singing praises. Mm-hmm. I would love to have that kind of faith.
5: Amen.
0: A lot of We'll all have that. It says we need Jesus abiding in our hearts. That's where it all comes from a constant living wellspring, then the streams flowing from the living fountain will be pure, sweet and heavily. Then the foretaste of heaven will be given to the humble in heart. It's really amazing how that works. On paragraph 175.3, it says Christ in the soul is heaven. Why does it, why do you think it says that Christ in the soul is heaven? Cause you know, if you, I like to watch cooking shows and people eat <laughs> different foods and they they taste something, they say, oh, this is heaven. And and people see a uh, go to a little place or something, a spot, vacation. Oh, this is heaven. Ain't nowhere close to heaven, the real heaven, but it says Christ in the soul is heaven. Why do you think it says that?
3: Because it as yes, we reflect back on the love that Christ had for us and everything he did was so selfless. Because he, he didn't do any sins, but he made sure he came down here for us, that our sins would be forgiven and that we, would, through the Holy Spirit, could get to learn about who he was. And that should bring us joy and draw us closer to him and give us a peace of mind that we are children of his. We are inherited. We are heirs of, of what Christ has done for us.
0: Amen. Amen. Anyone else, why does it say Christ in the soul is heaven? How is that true?
1: When I think about uh, Christ sometimes, I think about him pulling that money to pay his taxes out of the fish, standing up and talking to the, the water, to the storm, and saying, be quiet, you know, calm down. When I think about him, you know, standing up to diseases and just touching people and you know, people touching him and the power of it from the spirit of God in him. You know, he didn't have a care in the world. He was just free. And um, sometimes I see people who are like daredevils and they're doing these stunts. You know, maybe they're riding their bike on a narrow ridge next to the edge of a big cliff or someone out there parasailing or, um, you know, with that looking like a bird with that, those big old wings. I saw someone yesterday with the man was sitting on a couch, TV screen in front of him, and he was <laughs> sliding through the air on some
0: parachute
1: parachute. Yeah. So he was just sitting there calmly drinking, had his snack. And I think about people who are so fearless and that's how Jesus was. He didn't have a fear at all and just content and wasn't worried about a house. No, wasn't worried about if he's going to get a bigger car. He, he was okay. And I think that's really how freedom right there. When we can just really rest and relax and know that everything is taken care of. And whatever I need, whatever he needed was at his fingertips Mm -hmm. through the Lord. He didn't have to depend on himself for anything.
0: Amen. Anyone else? Christ in his soul is heaven?
2: Well, I think about how um, we have to look like Christ when he returns. And so the more that we prepare now for heaven and the more we assimilate his character then we are, in effect, um, we are tapping into what heaven will be like.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, and that same paragraph, it says, contemplate his great love. Well, it says, rest yourself wholly in the hands of Jesus. Like we've been talking about, trusting in Christ to take care of us. Contemplate his great love. And while you meditate upon his self-denial, his infinite sacrifice made in behalf, in our behalf, in order that we should believe in him, your heart will be filled with holy joy, calm peace, and indescribable love. So we can have a bit of heaven through that, the peace and indescribable love, you know, by allowing Christ to live in us and through us. And as we talk of Jesus and call upon him in prayer, our confidence grows that he is our personal loving savior, and that will strengthen And his character will appear more and more lovely. And it says, we may enjoy rich feast of love. Doesn't that sound nice? Rich feast of love. As we fully believe that we are his by adoption, we may have a foretaste of heaven. You know, it always leads back to
3: faith.
0: It leads back to faith. Jesus said we're his by adoption. We have to believe it. And when we believe it and we believe the other promises that he has given us, then We believe in him, and our heart is filled with joy, calm, peace, and indescribable love. So it's very uh, Christ in the soul leads us to that heavenly foretaste. Wait upon the Lord in faith, again, talking about faith, says we obtain distinct views of his tenderness and compassion, and our hearts are broken and melted with contemplation of the love that is given to us. If you ever wonder why people, uh, why uh, Christ wants us to point others to him, not ourselves, we always want to point people to Christ. It says, because when people obtain a view of his tenderness and compassion, that he died for their sakes as well as ours, he breaks, uh, breaks their hearts and melted their hearts with the thought of all the love that Jesus gave for us and continues to give for us. So if we go to people and we just talk about all the great things we've done, that's not going to melt people's heart. In fact, it probably will harden their heart because people are jealous and envious. But when we point them to the Savior and point out all the love and the mercy and the kindness that he has given to us, that's what melts people's heart. And the Holy Spirit can work with that um, and lead people to a closer walk with him. So that we have to remember. We're here to point others to Christ, not to ourselves, not to the church. We're to point people to Christ. And then his Holy Spirit works with them to melt their heart and and give them that desire to have Christ as their Lord and Savior as well. Amen. Amen. Any other thoughts on pointing others to Christ? When we do, uh, Karen mentioned outreach and evangelism earlier. When we do outreach and evangelism, is our goal to bring people to the church?
3: Is it to no. get more
0: people to put no. in their tithe and offering?
3: What's our no. goal
0: in outreach? To
3: lead them to Christ.
0: You want to add to that?
3: You know, sometimes people just want somebody to study with or even to be able to, even with the pandemic, sometimes people, they just want you to call them up and, you know, and just, you know, open the Bible with them and talk with them over the phone. They just want to know that you care enough about them that you want to see them saved into God's kingdom, too.
0: Yeah, it's very
1: true. Very true
3: think about it. And How you know, you elder, see? if you don't if you're not spending time with Christ, you're not going to spend time with anybody else. And, and you know and and it's good that we spend time with each other cuz we know we're all in the same faith. But when you extend your hand and you spend time with somebody else that's not in the same faith and and they just know, they're like, you know, this person is a Christian just like me. They're more willing to accept the things that you have learned as you listen to where, where they're at in, your, in, in both of your you know walks to Christ. And you grow together. God lets you grow together. And, and the Holy Spirit will lead them into all truth. But still, I don't think by just being with people that are like you, that are Adventists, that are Christian Adventists. I said, if God wants us to step out there and, and reach out to someone else too. If we got this good news and God blessed us through the Holy Spirit, we ought to be sharing it, not Mm -hmm. just with the Adventists, but with everybody.
0: Amen to that. Karen, you had a comment?
2: I was just thinking about, um, you know, Christ's methods alone and that um, Christ always ministered to the actual earthly needs of the people first and then he said come and follow me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as we do outreach, I think we should be um a cognizant of at least asking and trying to find out, you know, what do you need? What, you know, what what is it that people need? You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um try to if if possible, you know, try to either meet their need or point them in the direction of, you know, help that can, that can meet their needs.
0: Right, both of y'all pointed out several of uh, Jesus' methods uh, to meet people where they are, to empathize with them as one who desired their good, to meet their needs and then to bid them to follow him. So that's the perfect way to witness to people, let them know that we care about them. Like Patsy was saying, Try and meet their needs, like Karen was saying, and then invite them to follow. And when they see you doing those things, that's pointing them to Christ, too. Because it's only by the grace of God that you're going to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We just don't have that in our natural selves to care about other people. But through Christ's Holy Spirit dwelling through us, then we can point others to Christ. Uh, 176.1 at the bottom of that says, with strong confidence, we can call God our Father. With strong confidence, we can call God our Father. Whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. His Spirit makes us like Jesus Christ in temper and disposition, and we represent Christ to others. Just what we we're talking about. Allow the Holy Spirit to soften our hearts and then to point others to Christ. Yeah. Says, finally, says, when Christ is abiding in his soul... The fact cannot be hid. Have you ever ran across people and you can just tell this person loves the Lord? Because when Christ yes. is abiding in your soul, you can't hide it. Well, he's like a wellspring of water springing up unto everlasting life. We can, but that just means we can't help but represent the likeness of Christ in our character, in our words, in our deportment, and that it it, our words and our deportment producing others a deep abiding, increasing love for Jesus. And we make manifest that we're conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So as we allow Christ to live through us, others see that and they're drawn to Christ as well. That's the whole thing. Any thoughts on that? Okay. Well, you
3: know, for myself, I said it's, I'm glad that the Holy Spirit convicts us because we, when I look at myself and, like I said, my attitude, I said, I knew that wasn't Christ-like. And I said, only the Holy Spirit can bring it to you, your awareness if you have an open heart and a relationship with Christ that the Holy Spirit can say, you call on us, and me, and, me and Christ, and, we, you know, I mean, we're going to walk you through this. We're going to, you know, be there for you because, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I used to hear people say— you know, and laugh about it. The, the difference between a sinner and a saint is that a sinner, a, a saint knows when they fall down, they get on their knees and ask God for forgiveness. And I said, I used to laugh about that little saying that they had. And I said, but you know, as I got older, I said that's so true because you know, we're trying to follow Christ and we're asking the Holy Spirit daily to lead us, cleanse us, give us a clean heart. I said, but we know when we're going in the right wrong direction, we call on Jesus and the Holy Spirit is just right there to get us back on track to say, uh, thus said the Lord. You know, and in my mind, I always say, do you want to see heaven or don't you? But you can't straddle the line.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And you know what? You know what, Patsy? The truth of the matter uh-uh. is somebody will be saved if you presented it to them just like that. We are all different because we all reach different people and we all have different styles. But you know, sometimes we kind of have this idea of what, you know, what what how exactly how it's supposed to go, blah, blah, blah. Um, but sometimes, you know, in just in that in that direct way can reach some particular person.
0: Mm-hmm. We all have a talent for reaching others, just being ourselves, allowing Christ to shine through us. Um, we'll go ahead and ask if there is any special prayer requests. Then we'll have uh, intercessory prayer. Uh, any special prayer requests?
2: Um, yes. Um, I- oh, well.
0: Go ahead, Karen.
2: Okay. Um, yes. Um, pray for me. Continue prayer for my health and my family and um, for uh, us to be saved, you know, and to just mm-hmm. simply obey it. That's been on my heart a lot lately, just to simply obey the commandments mm. and then also pray for the people in Kentucky and also here in, in, in Illinois and Missouri that lost their lives in the storms last night. Hmm. And then uh, we'll be traveling this week. And so um, pray for us for safe travels, safe travels.
0: Okay. You guys going to visit?
4: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Be safe. Any Mm -hmm. other
4: requests? Yeah, I have one. Um, I have a neighbor who has a, a, a critically ill daughter as well as her grandson. And uh, there's a little baby girl at home. So that whole family needs prayer because the mother has been in the hospital for weeks now. And they, they just now found out what's wrong with her. But her two-year-old son had seizures. He was in children's hospital while she was in the other hospital. Mm. Mm. And that's a lot on any family. And then there's a one-year-old mm. baby girl at home that needs care. Mm. So uh, just pray for my neighbor. Uh, I always pray, ask for prayer for uh, protection, for for me and my family and uh, the Holy Spirit. I've been praying for the Holy Spirit hard and that uh, I simply want to live in a way that makes God glad, you know, that Mm -hmm. pleases the Lord. So please pray for that. Thank you.
0: Amen. Paula, how's your mom doing?
4: Aideen is fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) She is always okay.
0: Tell her we said hello.
3: She'll appreciate it. Thank you. Any other and I think, yeah, I think my prayer request is similar to Sister Paul. Is that I'm I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will continue to work with me through me, that I can be an example for for my family, especially my daughter and my grandkids. And I said, I just I just I'm constantly praying for families in general because we never know what families are going through. And as I look at the children that, you know, that goes to school and whether it's, you know, public, uh, whether it's Christian school, we just never know what these kids are going through. And then when you see kids that snap and go in and shoot up other kids and stuff, you, you know, you just say to, my, to myself, I say, you know, it's, it, it's, the, it's the thing that the devil has tried to pull families apart. But the more that we pray and God strengthen the family, our kids will be strengthened also. So I just always try to uplift the, the especially those who got kids in the elementary levels, you know, and preschools and stuff. I said, you know, you just, you see parents trying so hard. So I said the family in general, I just pray that it be uplifted and that the Holy spirit works through each and everybody's families and draw us all closer to God as he gets closer to, to us and gets ready to come.
0: Amen. amen. Yeah, we constantly need uh, prayer, no doubt about it.
5: We um, pray for that um, the family or the young man that's in the hospital that got shot, that was driving the bus. I know it's been all over the news. Yeah. I think he's still in critical condition, the last that I've heard. But just pray for his recovery.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Paula wanted to add her niece and her
3: family also.
0: Okay, and uh, I would ask special prayer for our family and friends and neighbors as well as our church family that will continue to do God's will and pray for the Holy Spirit's presence. You know, if you uh, pay attention to what's going on in life, it don't seem like things are getting better. Seem like they were, then they weren't, and then they're going down. But we got to remember, as we talked about, remember that God has everything in the palm of his hands and that as we stay close to him, we don't have anything to fear except we forget how God has blessed us in the past. Okay, Lakita is going to offer intercessory prayer for us at this time.
1: Most Honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, how grateful we are that we have this awesome privilege to pray, um, to be able to approach your throne, Lord. Dear Father, first of all, we ask that you will Clear the highway between us and thee. if there's anything that we're holding on to in our lives that will prevent us from being able to approach your throne with a clean heart and a clean mind, and that will prevent you from hearing our prayers, Lord. We ask that you will make us aware of it, and we ask that you will forgive us for it, Lord. We ask that you will show us a way out of all these things that hold us back dear Father. Dear Father, everybody on the prayer line desires that the Holy Spirit will be more in them, that they will hear your voice and do what you tell them to do, Lord that we will be obedient to the Ten Commandments and any other commandment that you uh, put before us, dear Lord. We ask your father that you will be with um, Karen, give her good health, Lord. We ask that for her family, that they will um, learn to follow you and that they will be blessed uh, by you, dear Lord. We ask that you will be with the people in the storms, those families who lost someone as a result of the storms, Lord. We ask that you will comfort them. We ask your father that we, um, that you'll be with those who have lost their lives, not just in the storm, but to COVID and to all of the other illnesses. And Lord, you know, there's, um, the reports are saying that people who wouldn't die are dying because the beds are taken up in the hospital. They can't get into the hospital because of COVID patients. patients are lost. So we ask for your mercy upon us, dear father. We ask that you will call back this illness, this dreaded disease, but Lord, touch the hearts of people so that they will go ahead and, and take care of themselves and take care of their fellow brethren. We ask on behalf of Paula that she will continue to be the light that she is to her family members, the Lord. That you would be with her neighbor and the grandson and her, her neighbor's daughter, who is sick, both of them sick in different hospitals. Father, you know that this neighbor is stretched in. So we ask that you will give Paula the <coughs> right words to say, the right things to do to reach out to this person in your, on your behalf, the Lord. We ask that you will work through her so that uh, they will not see her, but Lord, see you and have a desire to get to know you better. We ask that you will um, be with her family, continue to provide them with protection. Provide her with protection as she drive around the city, you know, doing the job that you have opened the door for her to do, dear Lord. We ask that you will continue to bless her, give her the promotions, Lord. We ask that uh, when people look at her, they will know that your favor is upon her, dear Lord. She is a faithful steward to you. So you have promised her, Lord, that she, you will open the windows of heaven, pour out so many blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. But Lord, we ask that you will open her eyes to every blessing so that she may have pure joy and others, again, will joy and glorify you too, Lord. And then we ask the Father that you will be with Pessy, and um, we ask that you will allow the Holy Spirit to continue to work in her, um, that she is concerned in general with families, with all the families in the United States, all different types of families, even families all around the circle of the globe, we know that the family is a backbone of society. And that is Satan's desire to turn people apart and to rip families apart, thereby injuring every member of that family and making it very difficult for them to see your goodness and your graciousness. So where you can, Lord, we ask that you will be the glue in the families. Where those who will accept their Lord, we ask that you will pour your spirit out upon them, dear Father. And that you will open up ways and means to be, if there's any fa- um, families that are um, oh. all, you know, kind of fighting and, and broken apart, Lord. We ask at this time that you will touch somebody's heart so that reconciliation can begin, your Lord. And we ask your father that you will also be with Andre. And he's concerned about the bus driver who has was shot, Lord, with such a senseless mm-hmm. thing. So, Lord, we ask that, first of all, the person who did it, we ask that the right person is called and that they will suffer the consequences of their behavior. And if they are punished and put in jail, Lord, that they will meet you there. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. We ask that you bring this man up off his sick bed, but Lord, let him come up praising your holy name and um, thanking you dear Lord. And also spreading the good news about your graciousness and kindness towards him. And we ask at least... um, Is concerned about his family and friends and all the church family, Lord, and for the Holy Spirit. And we all desire more of the Holy Spirit. And we know that we need the Holy Spirit, dear Lord. So help us, Father, to have that, too. You know, and let it work through us. Let it give us, let us operate from love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Let us, dear Lord, to allow those things to permeate through us so that people will know that we have been with God, dear Lord. And we ask that you also remember um, Paula's nieces um, and her family, her niece and their family, dear Lord, you know, whatever need they have. I ask for all my family members whom I pray for daily, Lord, and each person you're praying daily for their family members to be saved, dear Lord. We don't want to be in heaven and our family members are burning an eternal hellfire, you know, outside of the, outside of the walls, dear Lord. So we ask that everybody will come in and help us. Work through us, dear Lord, that anybody we come in contact with, your Father, that they will know that we have been with Jesus. And please be with, again, be with um, Andre and Karen as they travel this week. And wherever they go, Lord, let the Spirit of God go before them. Prepare the people's hearts. In fact, all of us, wherever we go, let go before us. Prepare people's hearts for the word that you will give us. And then, Lord, you work your magic after we leave them, that they will continue on down the pathway towards you in the blessed name of jesus we pray and we were just going to thank you lord we're going to thank you all week for hearing these prayers and for answering these prayers and we're going to look for the answers because we know you are a prayer answering god and you love us more than we love ourselves and you're more willing to give us and do for us more than we're willing to do for ourselves so we thank you so much in advance and we praise your holy name jesus name we pray amen amen
0: amen amen
1: Amen. karen
0: what you what chapter are we on next week?
2: Uh, 89 in tes- uh, Testimonies for the Church, Volume 1, Chapter 89.
0: Chapter 89, Testimonies, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. We well, thanks for uh, everyone tuning in live. Andre, you can go ahead and cut the live part.